Good morning, friends. It's good to see you. Good to be back with you after a week week of vacation, and uh, it's good to be good to be back up here. Um, have you? I want to ask a question. Have you ever seen something so surprising that you couldn't quite comprehend it? You couldn't articulate it to someone else afterwards. Back before instant replays in sports were for challenging or reviewing a call on a play, they had a very different purpose. They helped you truly take in a special moment, a great play, a game-winning shot, a superhuman feat. With the Masters Golf Tournament taking place last week, something I enjoyed doing on vacation, Uh, getting to watch that, I couldn't help but think of the most memorable shot I've ever witnessed at that tournament. In 2012, a player named Bubba Watson was in a second playoff hole for the championship when his drive went into the woods just right of the fairway. Rooting for Watson the whole time, I was bummed and thought for sure that this was it. He was done. But with the narrowest window... He proceeded to hit the ball out of the woods, hook it around to miss the bunker and a pond and land it on the green not far from the hole. He went on to win, but it was that instant replay of the shot that was shown repeatedly for weeks. It was so awe-inspiring and unbelievable, it had to be witnessed again and again. I think the disciples had a similar experience of seeing but not understanding and needing a sort of instant replay in our lesson this morning. Not too long after the account of the empty tomb, the disciples are living in fear, not knowing what this new resurrected reality means. Two of their friends just returned from a town called Emmaus, telling them of their strange encounter of the risen Jesus as their traveling companion on the road. He made himself known to them as the risen Lord while breaking bread with them at table, but then quickly disappeared. While they're discussing this very exciting and strange encounter, Jesus appears to them again. He says the familiar words, peace be with you. There's a problem, though. They have trouble seeing him. Our uh, uh, translation that, that our liturgist read and you'd find in your pew Bibles says they think he is a ghost, reminiscent of the story of Jesus walking on water earlier in the Gospels. But Luke doesn't use the word for ghost in Greek, phantasma. Instead, he uses the Greek word for spirit, pneuma. It's as if these disciples see Jesus but aren't sure it's really him. At the very least, it can't be his actual body, can it? Maybe it's just his spirit, not his actual body, his actual being. Uh, And this is uh, uh, something that would have been condoned by the early group known as the Docetics, who believed that Jesus only appeared to be human. No. No. Luke is very careful to show the transformation of the disciples from thinking it's Jesus' spirit, his pneuma, to seeing and believing that it's his actual resurrected body. 
the risen Jesus appears among them, and sensing their fear and doubt, he shows them his hands and his feet. Like the doubting Thomas story in John, he invites them to touch and see his hands and feet, likely bearing the wounds of crucifixion still. He isn't a ghost. He isn't a spirit. He is risen. He is present in the very same body, yet at the same time embodying a completely different reality. A post-Easter, post-resurrection reality. It's this post-Easter reality that leaves the disciples in a state of what Luke so articulately says is a state of joyful disbelief. Then, in a strange narrative turn, Jesus asks for something to eat, which is another way of showing that he is bodily present. As like all of us, he needs to eat, he's in need of sustenance. Then Jesus does what they knew him to do best, teach. He opens their minds to the scriptures, the Hebrew Bible or Old Testament, reminding them that he has fulfilled what the law and prophets and psalms have foretold that the Messiah is to suffer and on the third day rise again. While Jesus asking for a bite to eat certainly seems to address some of these concerns of a resurrected body, it seems there is something else at work and something I think is even more significant, especially when we remember what happened just before our reading. The two disciples on the way to Emmaus invite the traveler uh, who joins them on the way to dine with them. The stranger, this traveler, of course, is Jesus, but the disciples can't recognize him. They don't recognize him. That is, until they invite their Lord to share a meal. When he takes, blesses, breaks, and gives the bread to them. They recognize the risen Jesus when they extend hospitality to a stranger. They recognize him when they do exactly what Jesus taught them to do. To extend welcome to a stranger, to feed a neighbor in need. Things Jesus did throughout the gospel. Think back to him feeding the 5,000 or dining in the home of the tax collector Zacchaeus. They recognize their risen and resurrected Lord, not by his appearance or his clothes, They recognize him when they act as the disciples he has called them to be. Our reading this morning, then, is almost like an instant replay of the previous resurrection appearance at Emmaus. The risen Jesus, who the disciples fear is just a spirit or a ghost, is truly recognized when they offer him something to eat. The disciples recognize Jesus as they extend hospitality to him, and then he opens their minds to the scriptures. Not long after, my, uh, after moving to my last uh, call in Knoxville, Tennessee, Marie and I were invited to a member's home to watch a football game and to what they called a smoker party. Without explanation, we took that to mean that it would be some sort of potluck where they would provide the meat, hence the smoker, and we would provide a side, maybe. Well, we were wrong. We showed up, 
And uh, the first thing our host greeted us, uh, he said, Welcome, Jim and Marie. Where's your meat? Turns out a smoker party, at least in East Tennessee, is when someone who owns a smoker invites lots of people over to bring meat to be smoked for the day while watching a football game or otherwise hanging out. The party then would culminate in a feast of all the delicious smoked foods as well as sides and uh, drinks and, and so on. So after a good laugh with our new church family, we had a wonderful meal as they generously shared their smoked bounty with us. It was an unexpected act of hospitality that in a way felt like a holy moment, one for which I'm forever grateful. Well, that and it also made me want a smoker too. Friends, the good news of Easter is that our risen Lord is on the loose and at work in our broken world, bringing peace, healing, and love. We can see our risen Lord when we do the things he calls us to do. Loving our neighbors, extending a hand of welcome and hospitality to a person asking for something to eat. Whether it's someone or an occasion as simple as someone showing up without meat to a smoker party, or to a person facing chronic hunger or homelessness, or to a neighbor who is lonely and in need of a friend. Preacher Carl Scrover notes an exchange that once happened between a Zen master and a Catholic monk. And no, they're not about to walk into a bar. The Zen master says to the monk, You know, I like Christianity but I wouldn't like it without the resurrection. Show me your resurrection. Friends, I think this is the message we need to hear from our reading today. In our story, the risen Jesus appears to disciples just after appearing to two of them at Emmaus. And again, they cannot recognize their risen Lord's presence with them until they engage in the discipleship practice of hospitality and welcome. It's only then that their eyes are opened and they recognize him. It's only then that the message of Easter becomes real and their own. This instant replay of sorts is a reminder that it's not enough to simply believe in the resurrection, but rather we need to embody and live it out too. When we live as the disciples our risen Lord calls us to be, when we extend welcome and hospitality to neighbors in need, when we show others, or when we do this, we show others the resurrection, and we experience it ourselves. Through such acts, we glimpse the risen Christ, not necessarily as a robed, bearded man with a halo as we might imagine, but instead, we glimpse our resurrected Christ in the faces of those in need when we respond in love. As a friends, let's go. And as a Zen master so aptly said, may we go and show others the resurrection through our hospitality, care, and love. May it be so, friends. Amen.